Welcome to the Davis Arts Council Backstage Pass podcast recorded in the green room of the Kinley Amphitheater. My name is Kim. And I'm Heather. And we're here to talk music, art, literature, and give you a peek into what goes on here behind the scenes. So in this episode, we're answering your questions. This is one of the reasons why I wanted to do a podcast. (laughs) So true. (laughs) Yeah, we recently asked you to submit your questions about the Davis Arts Council and our programming, just anything on your mind. And you all delivered. We did. We got a lot of questions. Yeah. Um, We got some really great ones and we're going to answer as many as we can. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, oh, one question we wanted to address that we get all the time. It wasn't in our actual Q&A, but we do get it Mm -hmm. all the time is um, why don't season ticket holders have their own line anymore? Yeah. So this is something that we had years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, We did get rid of it. Yeah. Because here's the reason. When we had that (laughs) line, we had probably about 100 season subscribers. (laughs) Right. Max. Right. We have 600 now. Mm -hmm. Over 600 subscribers. So... There would probably be more people in the subscriber line than there would be in the normal line. Exactly. So, and we just, we don't have the space Mm -hmm. to do a subscriber line um, or, you know, the extra gates to do it effectively. So that is why we don't have that anymore. Logistically didn't work anymore. Yeah. We grew too much. We did. People were like, you know, lining up through the parking lot or through the street and it just, (laughs) it got really dangerous. So, um, but yeah, as a season ticket holder, you still get a lot of perks. You get to buy your tickets before they go on sale to the public. Mm -hmm. You get to buy them at a discount. Um, you do get to purchase Dak the Halls tickets before Mm -hmm. anybody else as well. So yeah, there's still plenty of Plenty of perks Yep, to being a season ticket holder. But yeah, so that is why there's no season ticket holder line, line anymore. Yeah, that's a good good answer. Yeah. Um, okay, so T asked. We're going to just like say their <laughs> They stuff. just gave us their initial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, she asked about weather at the Kenley. This is a hot topic for it us. It is. We... <laughs> Yeah, we recently ran into this issue, which doesn't happen very often. Surprisingly, no. We're, we're actually pretty lucky yeah. with the weather usually, mm-hmm. but it's something we think about all the time. Yes. Um, so, yeah, they want to know, like, how do we manage yes. bad weather so, for shows? I'm just going to talk about Utah Symphony this year because mm-hmm. it happened at Utah Symphony. We had some bad weather, and it surprised all of us. Like, mm-hmm. no one expected that storm to come through. And it was a really big lightning storm. Yeah. And when that's happening, we are all on our cell phones watching the radar. <laughs> yeah. Like, every five minutes, we're mm-hmm. looking at it again. We're looking at the sky. We're counting the seconds between lightning strikes and thunder <laughs> yep. to see how close it is. Like, we are really paying more attention to that than we are the show, basically. Yeah. Um. Because, you know, safety of our patrons is our top priority and our artist. And so with that show, the lightning was getting a little close for comfort. So we did take the intermission and send people to their cars because that was the safest place for them. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So we got everyone to their cars, and then the storm actually split in half and went around us on both sides. Mm-hmm. So we were able to resume the show sooner than we were anticipating. Um, so we only took about a 20-minute break. And we had a cannoneer over at Leighton High, so we told them to shoot off the cannon to alert people yeah. <laughs> that we were starting again. We also had um, <laughs> the park staff. Mm-hmm. on their gator going through the parking lot and yelling to people to you know the concert starting again yeah yep, go back to the venue um we put it on social media too social if media. you're ever wondering about like is the concert gonna happen or not you can always check our social media we'll, yes we'll put it on there too mm-hmm. so then they came back and um performed again and unfortunately because it was a symphony um you know, most of our shows are rain or shine, so mm-hmm. the artist is covered, and so they will perform <laughs> no go. matter what. Yeah. Uh, you'll get wet, but <laughs> yeah, they will stay dry. Um, however, because it was a symphony, because there were 85 musicians on stage, mm-hmm. our stage is not that large, and so some of them were hanging out from under the, yeah, the cover. Yeah, they weren't covered, yeah. And their instruments cost, like, tens of thousands of dollars or more, so, yeah. you know that's their first priority is protecting mm-hmm. their instruments and so it did start to rain quite a bit and the conductor um had to cut the show short at yeah. that point so that was disappointing but any other show it would have gone till the end mm-hmm. um but yeah so weather is something if we have advanced warning of weather um we have moved a concert before for weather it's not an easy thing to do i think i think it sounds like an easy thing to people like just move across the street but it's actually it's not kind of a nightmare yeah we had high winds during jack wright yes who did the neil diamond show a couple years ago and we made the decision i think at noon Mm -hmm. to move over to the high school that day which was probably the latest that would be possible yeah Mm -hmm. you would ever want to move it and it was only possible because it was a smaller show mm-hmm. um with a show like ario speedwagon that would be completely it's impossible so tough to like match up like where someone's seat was in yes like that's hard because people paid different amounts mm-hmm. of money mm-hmm. <laughs> for different seating areas yeah and to try and translate that into the yeah a different theater so that everyone feels like they're getting their money's worth yeah that's really hard i spent about two and a half hours trying to figure out a seat map for mm-hmm. jack Wright, and people people were getting there and you know we would tell them okay you can sit in this section and they would mm-hmm. say oh, i don't want to sit there i'll go sit somewhere else yeah like, yeah i worked really hard on that <laughs> yeah um so yeah it's and also the high school is smaller it is it's than not our the venue same size. Yeah. so if we're sold out we can't move it because mm-hmm. you know 200 people wouldn't have a seat so it's you know and, and moving all of our technical stuff over there that yeah, takes I mean, hours that process and, starts early in the morning on yeah. show day so so it's oh, it's, it's difficult really yeah it's very difficult to move so we try not to do it if it's yeah you know possible so um that's kind of how we deal with weather but we're yeah we really are pretty lucky out of you know all of our events there's mm-hmm. rarely yeah rain but yeah we, there's people that have to make some calls mm-hmm. but yeah just if if you're wondering if the show is going to happen just check our social media yep usually calling us doesn't work on a day like that because we're 
mm-hmm. running around frantic trying to figure out what we're gonna do yeah. and with our phones get busy and yeah with the letterman actually last year it was raining really really hard mm-hmm. all day long it was a big storm all day long and we were getting phone calls all day, all day long. yeah and eventually what we did is put a recording on our phone so when people called it says yes the, the show, show is still, still happening on? yeah that's a good idea <laughs> and then at the show people were like thank you for that i'm mm-hmm. so happy to have we'll that, have to remember so. that one <laughs> yep oh all right so t also asked what makes for a successful volunteer this gave us an idea for another episode yes <laughs> i think we started to talk about it and we're like you know what we actually should just bring in jessica who's our volunteer coordinator and do a whole episode with her mm-hmm. about um what volunteers do what's expected of them and what their experience is like and mm-hmm. um so yeah i think our answer is stay tuned yes and we'll get an episode going. Yes. That's all about that. Because that's a great question. And it's not something we've talked about too much. Nope. Not yet. Um, all right. And then the last question we have from T is, how has the programming changed over the last 10 years? I'm glad they said 10 years because that's about yeah. how long I've been around. So <laughs> I couldn't go much farther back. Than that. Yeah. But um, I think the biggest change is the amount of programming we have. Mm-hmm. 10 years ago... Um, we still did Summer Nights with the Stars, and it was about the same. It was still probably the same amount of shows per summer. And we also did the free Sunday concerts. Those have been going, that's been happening even longer than mm-hmm. Summer Nights with the Stars. That's that's Pretty kind of it. the only, like, 10 years ago, That's those were the main two. And sometimes we'd throw something in, like maybe a little thing at Christmas. One year we did a haunted house like little one-off things mm-hmm. that we would add um, in the fall. Sometimes we would do big fundraisers. But now the difference 10 years later is that we've got a whole group of programming that happens every single year. And we mm-hmm. have something happening every month of the year. Yeah. Um, we used to kind of have a big slow time of year in the fall mm-hmm. and winter. And that's not the case anymore. No. Nope. Um, we're just busy all year. We have active stages um, that tours around the elementary schools. Mm-hmm. And we've got active pages, which was a literature program we started for the fall. And we've got the art galleries. That's been in the last 10 years mm-hmm. to kind of represent the visual arts. We've got the chamber concert series in the fall and the spring. That's um, monthly. So there's a lot now. Mm-hmm. It's it's neat. There's a ton. Yep. Yeah, we've gone from... Probably two main programs to like 10. So, yep. yeah, mm-hmm. it's been a, a good, a good decade. There's been a lot of growth. Okay, so let's move on to Pamela. She asked, how are you able to get such great groups in a hometown setting? That's so nice. That is really nice. I'm glad you think they're great, Pamela. Thank you. <laughs> um, that's a very common question, something along those lines. Um, a lot of yeah. people asked. Yeah, we got that question a lot. How do you get the groups? How do you pick performers? Mm-hmm. Who else? How do you get the performers to come? It's probably maybe the m- most common question we got. Mm-hmm. So what do you want to say? So it's kind of a long process. Uh, we did do an episode with our director, Tessa, who does book the season. So... Um, mm-hmm. 
if you want a more in-depth explanation you can listen to that it's episode two yeah of our podcast but um basically it's just it's a it's a conversation you know we approach artists and or their agencies and say you know we would love to have this group or the agents approach us and say hey we have you know this artist that we think mm-hmm. would be great in your venue so a lot of it is about relationships yeah it definitely is about relationships there's a lot of agents out there that know us mm-hmm. they know the size of our venue they know what our audience is like i think their artists have reported back to them and yeah they like that's a venue. good one yeah yeah <laughs> tell people to go there that's good yeah it's very clean and nice and friendly mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah so a lot of it is yeah agents working that just know us and they know mm-hmm. what could work well here or or yeah sometimes we go after people yeah and it's it's definitely a conversation it just kind of depends on you know if they're available that summer or if they're touring in the area or you know if we can afford them it is a or... big puzzle um one thing that people ask that i see on social media asked sometimes is like why did that concert have to be on a Wednesday? Like, (laughs) I can't come on a Wednesday. Why couldn't it be on the weekend? Which I get. I get, yeah. But this is why a lot lot of um, people that come to our size of venue, they're fitting us in in between the big cities that they go to on the weekend. So they might be going, coming from LA Mm -hmm. on a Friday, Saturday, and then they'll perform here on a Monday. Yeah. And, and then Denver on a, exactly. on a Friday or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. So that's why that happens mm-hmm. <laughs> because when you're when you're our size, that's that's kind of what's available to you. So yeah. it all has to do with routing. Yeah. But we love our venue and the, the you mm-hmm. know, when she says in a hometown setting, we definitely agree. Um, our venue is actually owned by Leighton City mm-hmm. and they let us borrow it and all of their staff to yeah. have our shows. Yeah. So we don't own it. Um and I think a lot of people think that we do, but we, you know, rent it just like anybody else can rent the venue. Um, but we love how it's just, it's, you know, kind of tucked away. You can't really tell it's there from the street. And Yeah, it's such you know, a gem. It really is. And the city has been really great to us. But yeah, that's how we get groups. It's just a giant puzzle mm-hmm. that happens from, I wonder when that starts. It starts around... It can start the I guess year now. Be- yeah, <laughs> like, it can start yeah. the year before. Yeah. Yeah. There have also been times where we've gone after groups year after year after year. Mm-hmm. Oh, Because yes. we've been trying to get them for so long and it just, for one reason or another, just doesn't work doesn't out. Doesn't work out. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, if you do suggest people to us and we, you know, we take everything seriously, mm-hmm. every suggestion seriously. As long as they're alive. Yes, as long <laughs> as they're alive. And, you know, like, I'm sorry, but we cannot get like Taylor Swift. No Garth Brooks. No Garth Brooks. No, it's just sorry. not going to happen. <laughs> We're a little small for them. Um, but we do take every suggestion seriously. And so, yeah. you know, if there's a group that is suggested over and over, you know, it's probably, you know, we've probably tried to get we've them. We've probably tried, yeah. For years and years and just and then for one it, reason or another, it just doesn't work um, out. When it finally does happen, we're like just as excited yes. as you guys are. Like, <laughs> like I have been suggesting with Wilson Phillips for yes, years. Yes. And finally they're coming. So I'm <laughs> it's excited. Gonna be, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. That's a great one. Yeah. But yeah. Great question. Very common question. Hope mm-hmm. that helps. Okay. So Robin asked a really amazing question. I think she yes. says, who inspires you? That's really sweet. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, because we do get to be around a lot of different kinds of people mm-hmm. um, with lots of different experiences in life. And we've seen a lot of cool things. So what would you say? Is there like a so, specific person or just kind of a... Mine's just kind of a like general... A, a trait that you've seen. Yeah, it's just more of a trait. I, I think anybody who has a really great work ethic who just like shows up every day and just mm-hmm. works as hard as they can and has that ambition and drive yeah to you know work toward their goals no matter what like those people are really inspiring to me like we had the secret sisters oh yes a I couple years them. ago mm-hmm. and if you read their bio on their website it's really sad they've had a lot of I yeah mean, they had success early on in their career um, but then after, you know, a little bit, it just kind of went downhill and it was just a lot yeah. of bad times for them, but they, you know, they showed up, they were the sweetest people. They work so hard yeah. to, you know, do something that they love and perform and, you know, make some kind of living at it. And yeah, like, I just, I really respect that. And mm-hmm. I really, um, admire that because I don't know if I would have that yeah no I definitely don't no Mm. but yeah I agree we see what we see a lot of is people um reaching their dreams Mm -hmm. or reaching for them it's just it's cool to see that Mm -hmm. like just last Sunday we had singer songwriters perform for our free Sunday concert series and they were so young Mm -hmm. and full of promise and energy and and you just know they work so hard mm-hmm. to try and make it into a really tough industry. And I just wish them both the best. Yeah, me but, too. But yeah, it's neat to see to see people working. And then it's fun to see, yeah, someone like Adina Menzel who just really has mm-hmm. achieved the highest. Yep. I mean, she's a Disney princess. She like. <laughs> It's the highest you can go. It really, it's like all downhill from there. Right. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, it's neat. We get to be around a lot of inspiring people. That was a great question. It's true. Yeah. Okay. So the next person, um, Julian asked, how is it working for such an amazing council? question. That was nice. <laughs> um, I think we can both speak to this. Yeah. We've been here quite some time. Um, for me, I think. I mean, I just, I, I think it's really sweet that he said an amazing council. Yeah. Um, because we try to make it amazing. And I think yeah. it's just, you know, it's a, it's a lot of work. Um, you know, for every event that we do, we put in months of work. Yeah, our, truly. Our blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> literally. Sometimes we cry. <laughs> so, sometimes we do cry. Um uh. You know, we're out there sweating, setting up the venue <laughs> yeah. and everything for the shows. And um, so, yeah, it just it takes a lot of work. Like you said earlier, you know, we could start booking next season this month, you mm-hmm. know, or and it, it takes that long to put yeah. everything together. So um, we need a lot of help. We love our volunteers mm-hmm. and how it is working. I love the um, I love arts people. Mm-hmm. in general we get to work with like you said such hard-working people mm-hmm. the nicest people we just all get along great we're like a family it's we just are. a great it is a great place to work and we love we love each other we do yeah 
And then Jillian also asked for employee spotlights. Which yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, we've done a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, Tessa was our uh-huh. second episode. She's our executive That's director. Right. And then we did Terry Cowan, who is our director of community engagement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think hers was episode four. Yeah, that sounds right. And then we've also um, interviewed like backstage staff and stuff. Yeah, our security, head of security, our stage manager. Um, So yeah, we'll keep going. It's good if you like those, we will keep going. Mm -hmm. There's more people that we can talk to. Yeah. For sure. So we will keep highlighting people. Mm -hmm. Oh, this was an interesting question from Robert. I liked this. Mm -hmm. How do you decide if an artist comes back to the Kenley? He must have noticed. Yes. So sometimes someone will perform so, here more than once, maybe yep. twice, mm-hmm. maybe four times. Mm-hmm. Yep. So <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Why do some people come back and what goes into deciding that? The The biggest reason why people come back is because you guys request it. Mm-hmm. Give the people what they want. Mm-hmm. We <laughs> ask every year, who do you want to see? Just so we have ideas mm-hmm. of, you know, groups that you want to want us to book. Yeah. Because we want to make you happy. Truly. And, and so that's the biggest reason is because yeah. they've been requested. Now, it helps if they were successful the first time they came. Yes, it does. <laughs> that plays into it, too. I mean, yeah. I mean, we, we are nonprofit, so we um, yeah. have a limited budget, but we like to at least break even yes. <laughs> on shows. That's kind of our goal. But yeah. Um, but yeah, if they're successful and sell well, you know, and people really like them, that just makes our job a lot easier mm-hmm. anyway. But, but yeah, if you guys suggest someone to come back, we, we tend to do it. This year we have someone, is it just one person coming back? I, I think guess? so. Yeah. Yeah. Herman's I think just one repeat. I'm always excited when we say that he's coming because I know that cute Lisa's going to come. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, she watches our Facebook yeah. announcement every year, just yeah. hoping yeah, we bring them back. So, but um, but yeah. So sometimes people do come back more than once. So, so yeah. if you see someone you like, tell us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if there's anyone we've had that you want to come back, let us know. Okay, so Janae asked um, about she wanted us to go over the park progress plans with the remodeling, and mm-hmm. this was asked mm-hmm. a couple of times. Yeah, it's. It's happening. Yes, it's, it's happening. Um, <laughs> construction's never easy. Yeah. <laughs> we'll say that. Um, so the remodel is going well, I think. Um, I mean, we basically just see the progress as it happens. Mm-hmm. We don't really have any kind of like inside information typically. Right. You know, right. It's going can... through the city. Yeah. So um, we're excited it was delayed a little bit because it didn't stop raining for about six weeks. This, that was the craziest this spring. spring. Oh my it was gosh. a lot of rain. It's like, of course. Of oh, course that delayed a few things. Yeah. It delayed quite a bit. So um, they were a little bit behind. The hard deadline for the project is September 11th. I do know that. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it's done by then. Right. Um, we're actually hoping we can utilize it for a few of our shows this year. Yeah. So hopefully it's done before our season's over, but, um, you know, we're not sure. But yeah, yeah, the city was great and um, move forward with this project. It's partially funded by RAMP. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's exciting. And it's for the benefit of everybody, not just us. We do benefit quite a bit from it, but 
um yeah, yeah. it's for the whole community it's gonna be really really awesome so yeah maybe if i can find a way i'll link the photos the, oh yeah those are cool the rendering the renderings yeah. on the website so you can see them mm-hmm. and what it's gonna look like because it'll be great yeah okay so shauna asked if we could ever interview musicians yes we are working We're on working it, on it. Mm-hmm. um we actually just interviewed Corey from pablo cruz right yes so that actually went up on our blog that was not something on the podcast but that is a goal of ours to mm-hmm. interview both local musicians and national yeah musicians and have them on the podcast so yep we're working on it yep it's kind of hard to do it when they're here because they're so busy they're but we're so hoping busy, we can yeah. like, arrange for them to call in and record it that way yeah so we're awesome we'll we'll get there okay um rebecca asked I, that she would want to hear about the artists this was also kind of a common one people mm-hmm. know that we see them talk to them mm-hmm. drive them around yeah they want to know what it's like <laughs> someone else um and also asked like what funny things have happened mm-hmm. <laughs> or interesting things that have happened with artists so mm-hmm. so yeah let's talk about those a bit okay so one interesting thing that happened when the beach boys were here mm-hmm so, uh, the majority of the group actually stayed in the hotels here in town. Right. But Mike Love, the lead singer, stayed in a hotel in Salt Lake. So, we had to go get him and he was here with his wife and daughter. And since it's a longer drive coming from Salt yeah. Lake, uh, we had some time in the car and he asked me if we had passed Lagoon yet when I was driving right. him back. And we hadn't. We think we were in Bountiful. We hadn't gotten to Farmington yet. So um, I said, nope, not yet. It's coming up. And so he turned around. He told his daughter the story about um, how they used to perform at this amusement park called Lagoon. Yeah. (laughs) Three times a year in the 60s. Oh, my gosh. They would perform opening day, the middle of the summer, and then closing day every year for about three years. That's so cool. And that's when they were like. Yeah. They were, Huge. yeah, they were, they were big. So, Aww. um, he said that they were actually in the car driving to Lagoon for one of their performances when they came up with the idea to write a song about a girl whose dad takes her car away. <laughs> and so. Sound familiar? That is. <laughs> That's so cool. That is where they got the idea to write the song. Fun, fun, fun. Was That's in the awesome. car in Utah. On the way to on Lagoon. On the way to Lagoon. And That's I a love great that story. story. I love that story. So, and he awesome. was he was a really sweet guy. That whole band was just really awesome. Bruce Bruce Johnston blew me away. Mm-hmm. He came out to talk to people sitting in line while we were scanning tickets and Aww. asking them questions and the look on their face was like is this really happening <laughs> see that's the kind of thing that can happen at a nice little venue like ours exactly you really can get some fun moments like that mm-hmm. yeah they were really great but you have that's awesome you have kind of an interesting one thing story. that i'm always interested in is we've talked about this before but um there's a document that artists give you before they come called a writer that's when they can request anything anything that they want to have mm-hmm. backstage there's some things that everyone wants mm-hmm. they want black towels yep 
not white. Nope. We have so <laughs> many black towels. We do. Um, that's very common. But every now and then you'll just see cute, random or funny things. Um, I won't tell you who requested what. <laughs> but there's one group who always wanted cereal and milk. like cold milk and cereal and i don't remember what kind it was Mm -hmm. but they had certain kinds like lucky charms or something Mm -hmm. and i thought that's like the best snack for after doing a show Uh i'm like that that actually sounds amazing can we just all (laughs) agree that cereal tastes way better at night it oh absolutely it does in the morning (laughs) i'm with you yeah i won't eat it for breakfast but i'll eat it for dessert Uh uh-huh yeah (laughs) um so that one was cute someone wanted cereal and milk um one, I don't remember if I've seen this more than once or if it just really stuck out, but there was one time I was picking blue M&Ms out of a bowl <laughs> because they didn't want the blue M&Ms in their bowl of peanut M&Ms. <laughs> and I couldn't figure out if they just didn't want a blue tongue. Oh, that's a good point. Because that would be the only one that would stain, I would think. That was my guess. That's a good point. I would think it was just to see if, if we actually if we read would the writer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we did. I mean, that would be a dead giveaway if you walk into the green room and see a bowl. Blue M&M's. See a bowl of M&M's. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, it's like, okay, they read it. We should mm-hmm. get everything we want. Yeah. Um, people are usually um, specific about the kind of water they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think when you travel that much and you... I don't know, you just get your favorite things. So there's often we have to get certain kinds of water and certain temperature. Mm-hmm. Some people like cold water. Some want it room temperature. So mm-hmm. you have to pay attention to that. Probably the funniest one. I don't know if this is funny, but it does stand out to me. Someone um, requested to eat off of China. Which is something. Like real plates. Yeah. They wanted real plates. Real plates. Not, not paper. Not paper. Not plastic. Mm-hmm. Just they wanted. And... And I started, I thought, if you were on the road so much. Yeah. That probably is the kind of thing that would be nice. Mm -hmm. Like, just to be able to cut your chicken. (laughs) Yep. Without sawing your plate. (laughs) It's true. Um, So we got them china. Yeah. (laughs) We had to wash it and, you know, we did it. One thing that I think is awesome is, and it happens a lot, is they request local food. Oh, that is, but that's a great point. Local restaurants, which is what I would totally do. Absolutely. A lot of them know about Red Iguana. They've mm-hmm. either had it before mm-hmm. or um, have heard about it. Yeah. I feel like we've gotten Red Iguana half a dozen times for people. Sometimes they want pizza. Yeah. Pizza's usually what we get the crew for the big shows after. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they have something to eat and they always request a local. A local. They don't want a They chain. don't want Domino's yeah. or yeah. Pizza Hut because I'm sure they would get sick of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good one. Yep. So yeah, those are. But just... it is fun to see what people, what people want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's always interesting every year when we get those riders. And some and... are super simple, and they like don't want anything. Uh huh. Yeah. And then others, it's four pages long. Oh, we've had riders <laughs> that are forty-eight pages long. <laughs> we've had some long ones. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's always fun to see them. Some of the things that they request, like you know, power. And running water and a bathroom that flushes. <laughs> and it's like, where have you performed? Seriously. <laughs> it's funny. Oh. Okay. Um, Heather asked, not you, Heather, but no. <laughs> someone else named Heather asked, um, she wants to know about the history of the Davis Arts Council, which we've done. That was oh, yes. episode one. Check out our first episode. Yep, yeah. We talked all about that. Mm-hmm. Cool. 
Okay, so for our last question, it's a, another common one. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about it. We're going to do it. We're going there. Kimberly not asked. Me. <laughs> no, not you. <laughs> um, she said, what is the average cost to get an entertainer to come do a show? Okay. We're going there. We are. <laughs> we actually didn't know how to answer that question so yeah we didn't know what we could say yes (laughs) what we should say because i don't think we can say like this artist cost this much money yeah that's probably that's not not something we can say but um we asked our director Mm -hmm. tessa how we can answer this question yeah um so this is what she said she actually she gets this question a lot as well Uh uh-huh um so she says that she usually tells people that because we have such a broad spectrum of performers, which is true. Mm-hmm. We try yeah, to I mean, we have 15 different, up to 15 different performers each summer yes. that we're paying. Um, that the price actually varies. For sure. Depending on the artist. So it's kind of hard to... Give an average. Give an average. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, some of our artists cost only a couple thousand dollars and some can cost over a hundred thousand dollars. So it just I wonder if that's going to surprise people. Tell us if you're yeah, surprised. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> By that. Like Give a, us feedback. A hundred thousand dollars for a one night performance is not, kind of a lot, I think. And that's just not a bad gig. Yeah. That's just the fee that the artist um, mm-hmm. charges because um, a big part of ticket pricing and i think we talked about this in episode two with tessa is it's not just the artist fee that's a big part of it Mm -hmm. but we also have to take into account hospitality transportation catering technical Mm -hmm. like all of that all of those expenses we do try to get as much donated as possible Mm -hmm. and we do try to keep costs as low as possible for us so for you know food and stuff we do or or um catering or hospitality director she tries to buy for yeah you know, two or three shows at a time mm-hmm. um if she can so that all kind of goes into the price of a ticket but um she also said that sometimes she gets people asking so if i paid x number of dollars i could get this group to come and perform at my house oh <laughs> and um <laughs> Technically, I mean, it usually for a private show, most artists are available to do private shows. It's just that it costs way more. Way more. Yeah. Okay. To do that, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have 1,700 people buying tickets to our events. Mm-hmm. So it's going to cost less for us than yeah. it would for someone who's bringing 100 of their friends. Yep. And not charging admission. So, yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but, but you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> there, there is a chance. Um. But then the other thing that she threw in there that we, neither of us knew. Oh, yeah. This is interesting. This is really interesting is that we pay a flat fee for an artist. Mm-hmm. So I guess nonprofits and universities are the only ones that get to pay a flat fee. Everybody else who brings an artist in pays um, based on the ticket gross. It's a percentage. Yeah. So the more <laughs> tickets that the artist sells, the more money they get paid. They could get paid. Okay. That yeah. is interesting. So that is... That's a big range, but there you go. Yeah. That's how much artists cost. <laughs> and that's why we need sponsorships. And that's exactly why we need why sponsors. We need 
people to come and donations and yeah yeah <laughs> so it's a big a big undertaking for sure mm-hmm. but worth it for sure we love live music we do it's special especially being so close yeah to a performer yeah like I, we had a ticket giveaway earlier this year and i saw the person who won posted a picture yeah and said we, yeah. could, we could kick the stage <laughs> Yes. They were so excited. Yeah. That has been fun. All year long, we've been giving away front row seats. Mm -hmm. And they've been like front row orchestra. Like really as close as you can get. Right. It's just been awesome Mm -hmm. to be able to give those away for each show. So yeah. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You could be the next winner. Yes, you could. It's been exciting. All right. So those were the questions that you asked. You guys asked some really great ones. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was really fun. participating. Um, If you have any questions that you didn't get the chance to ask, we do have a form on our website, tavisarts.org. So you can just go on there and fill out the form Mm -hmm. with your questions. Um, We do ask that you put your first name so that we can, you know, call you out when we answer them. Yep. So you can say, that's my question. Um, but we never sell your information, so. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks, everyone. Yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, be sure to rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts and subscribe. We really appreciate it. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's where we have up-to-date information about our shows, like if it's sketchy weather. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and where we host those awesome giveaways. And check out davisarts.org where we will have all of the information that we talked about in this episode. See ya! See ya.